I'm playing with fire. Uh oh, we got some trulies. Oh, we got some claws. Mango. Claws. The mango. Mango. Yeah. Mango. 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 I sniped it. Mango. Bango. Oh, mango. Um, let's snap it off. Fuck. Let's get into it. Let's do yeah. it. We'll, Ready? We'll <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brain data sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 169 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Just an email at itbsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. With me, as always, the Elvis to my swift most awesome. That's right. That's right. We'll get into it. I'm yeah. a hunk of hunk of burning love for you, you Brandana. I, I know. Like, I want to say, like, I did you know that? Obviously, we'll get into it, but did we know that there was a like a, an actor playing Elvis? I, I didn't know this. Do you know this? Did you dig in a little bit? In you're talking in, in True Romance, the actor that played Elvis? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you knew that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. We never see his face. That's kind of a weird, weird step there. How's your week been, buddy? What's what's going on? You it's out been the out in the yard doing a little yard work. Uh, just a little bit. We had um, some, you know, Kamishat had a, a friend over, a little play date, which is nice. So they played outside, took uh, the Gus bus, made sure that he was acclimated nicely to seeing people, which is good. So took him for lots of walks, you know. Kate, girls had dance in the morning. So it was, it was a packed Saturday. Well, what's the, what's the, what's the, like, what's the agreement with like hosting play dates? Is it like one for one? Like, oh, I'll host this one. Like you guys do the one in the future. Is it just like up in the air? Like, how's that work? Yeah. Usually you try not to be like too one-sided, you know what I mean? Like oh, you've, you played over there at their house a bunch, like you should come over here this time, this go around and, and bring them over here. So yeah, <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say like one to one's a good average, right? Okay, yeah, because it is, it, I mean, it's giving the parents a break. That's what it's kind of about on the macro side, right? For sure, 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's all about getting us some some quiet time, some some chill, chill chillax time. Um, so, yeah, you know, but sometimes, you know, there's, we, we've noticed like in the neighborhood with some of the neighborhood kids, there's always like a house that they want to congregate at. So, but they're also the parents that also just like, like having all the kids at the house too, so. That's always nice because it's like, ah, well, you're just going to go over there. I'll see you later. Well, is, is there like like a parent, like we're not doing this, like we'd rather our kids not be over there. Like, I don't want to put you on the spot, but is there kind of like, that's going to be like part of like what you weigh, right? It's got to be like, all right, like, yeah, like we're all kind of in this together. Like we'll do play date, but maybe there's like one like house in the block where it's just like, nah, I'd rather not my kids be like just kind of unsupervised there. Yeah, old man Willie's house. We don't want you hanging out over there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, thankfully we haven't reached that yet, but I do, I do foresee that coming because we get you had that as kids. It's like, all right, like yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Don't was, don't hang out at that kid's house. Yeah, yeah. There's the one door where the parents are just like, yeah, I'm going over here, and they're like, what? So be back in half an hour. <laughs> like there's like, like, like wide open things where just like, oh, you can do this. And someone's just like, oh, you're there. Like I, I need to touch base with you for 15 minutes. Like, right, right, yeah. Uh, all right, guys, uh, we got a jam-packed episode one. Where are we at, brother? 69. What up? 69. Ow, ow. 69. We're doing riff from the headlines. We're, um, we're talking where does Curry rank all time. We're doing uh, You Hear About That. We're going to do Date Night, True Romance. We fired that off. Uh, Neapolitan Showdown, we're doing Worst Pains. Brandon the Gambling Corner, we're going to talk NBA chip odds championship. Let's talk about yeah. it. And when it fits as we always do with the MVP of the week, ladies and gentlemen, you're at power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. My brother ripped uh where does curry rank all time what are we talking about this week brother oh because we just watched steph curry actually last night get bounced in the play playing uh, game 
but really had kind of a magnificent season, kind of carried the Golden State Warriors all year. Um, and we just wanted to kind of touch base. You know, we've this pod has really done a 180 on Steph Curry. You know, pod one, one v one, we fucking yeah. we, we, we hammered them. If you did your homework on this pod, like you would, we were not a fan. Specifically, I was not a fan of him marching, marching his mouthpiece. But it's also like he's come kind of full circle. Is he top 10 all time? Ooh, this is a great question um, and much debated. So I think you and have. To- also, is it too, cool, too, early, too early to call? It might be that also. Yeah, we're yeah. I don't. I think it's too early to to. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, it, it might be too early to call because I actually think he's got after this season at thirty three, putting up thirty two points a game and and carrying the Warriors. You know, typically at that time, like you know, players in their thirteenth year start to to trail off. Only LeBron's been able to shake that. You know, and maybe Magic. Are we or, year, are, are we year thirteen with? Uh, you're. Yeah, I think it's eleven. Yeah, eleven. 11 12 or 13 so we're somewhere in there yeah yeah damn um so it's one of those things where it's like you know only maybe um lebron and and kobe and and yeah compare this to other guys so what do we see guys doing in their 12th 13th year like we probably had like we had lebron coming back to cleveland to just prove prove himself we had like what we had Jordan on his, I, I, I know it was a different time with Jordan, like what, like on his, like the back rung of his like second, like three feet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. There's, there's, it's interesting to see him win a scoring title this late, you know, he's, he's one of the yeah. oldest guys to win a scoring title uh, in his career. And as a shooting guard and a guy predominantly like, you know, where athleticism starts to, you know, cause he's, he's what 30, actually it's, he's year 11. I take that back, but he is 33, you know? So it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, that starts to, you're, you're starting on that back half slide, uh, you know, so he's going to have to, it'll be interesting to see. So I think there's still gas left in the tank. So when you, we talk about Steph Curry, we have to like, I almost have to look at it in two camps, right? You have to look at it like, um, the players like accomplishment, like how they stack up, you know, statistically awards, all that stuff. And then you also have to take a look and take account for the player's impact on the game. Right. And, and when I say impact, you know, it's, it's could be the way that the game is marketed around that player, the, you know, the way that he capsule encapsulates like the spirit of the game, the way he draws fans and attention um, and, and the, the changes that he could kind of instill based on his style of play. So, you know, like, I, I think like a great example is like Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan is one of like the most acclaimed professional like hall of fame talent statistically has everything most fundamental unbelievable big man but has very little like you know impact in the grand sense of like no one was like actively tuning into a a tim duncan game on the spurs there weren't a lot of like commercials surrounding tim duncan style of play like but he was just unbelievably talented and unbelievably good. I think actually very underappreciated. Whereas you have Steph Curry who has racked up some accomplishment, but his impact, his impact is, I think is what has been, uh, you know, a greater like feather in his cap to hit to, to like his ranking. Does that make sense? Am I, are we on the same page here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so I look at it like this. So I, I kind of laid it out. I, I started with impact first. Nice. And I was like, let's rank my like most impactful players in my lifetime or like at least my periphery to it, like my awareness of this player. So first, first for me was Michael Jordan. Honestly, then yeah, yeah, hundred percent, like captivated the game, took it over everything, like was the game for, you know, my entire, like growing up, you know, (laughs) he was everything. Bless you. Are you allergic to hot pod? (laughs) <laughs> and then and then i have to put steph number two then i put bird magic at number three because i can't they're so synonymous with each other i can't you know they ushered in the whole 80s basketball 
Dr. J at four and Kobe at five. Uh, actually, I might put LeBron at five and then Kobe at six, quite honestly. Like, there's there's no greater, like, player that's been impactful. Actually, that might be low on LeBron now that I think of it. But anyways, there's been no, like... No, no, no corrected. Corrected if it's good. No, no, no. I think, yeah, I, I would say I, I might... I might look at LeBron over Dr. J, although that is recency bias at its finest because Dr. J was like every one of the players that, you know, the Jordan, the birds, the, the, the uh, magics, like all admired Dr. J. Everyone loved Dr. J for his style, for everything, you know, for his dunking ability, his flair, everything like that. But I almost think you have to put Steph in that, in that number two slot because of the way that he's been able to change the game. I mean, and he's ushered in the era of three-point shooting. He's one of the most lethal three-point shooters. And when you watch kids play today, you know, they're not talking about LeBron. They're talking about Steph Curry. They want to rain threes like Steph Curry, you know, because they can do that. They can't do what LeBron can do physically and dunk and run and, and do all that stuff. But they can mirror and mimic the you know the crossover dribbles the behind the backs the deep threes and we see it at like an aau like a middle school and like elementary school things kids want to just fire three pointers and be like steph curry you know so that to me like i i we haven't seen that since of michael jordan like the be like mike and all that us we really haven't and i yeah. think steph is like totally taken that level of impact in today's era and i think he's catapulted himself into like one of the top one of the most impactful players in nba history okay before we get like where he ranks all time do you feel like that's like i I like you talking about the effect of what it does on the actual just kind of like playground the blacktop like is that gonna be an effect like long term like, do you feel like like kids are? I mean, it's gonna affect the game, right? Like, are yeah. the good kids like just doing range shots, and then that's going to be like the new NBA? And also, like, will there be like forecast this? Will there be rubber band effect back? Just like someone like you know, like um, they would get like a little inside presence that will kind of dominate the game. Off of yeah, it's interesting because I think like now we see like big man big men shooting and stepping out Joel Embiid, you know, uh, Carl, uh, uh, Anthony, uh, you know, big men are now are, 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 are shooting outside more and more, you know, and we get, you know, the number one recruit Chet Holgram, uh, that signed with, with Wisconsin or excuse me, with Gonzaga, he he's out of Wisconsin or no, he's out of Minnesota drink everyone. God damn. Um, uh, he's a seven one shooter that can just rain unbelievable. So, I mean, I don't know if there's a rubber band effect. I think the rubber band effect will have, will happen if the NBA changes and impacts the style of play to make it more feasible for big men wanting, wanting to stay in the paint. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now kids are going to want to shoot jumpers, step back jumpers, rain threes um you know create you know because a lot of you know steph curry's threes are you know basically like iso threes you know typically a lot of times you see those guys taking it to the rack Allen iverson you know jordan all those guys like they use their dribble to get to the rack you know steph curry uses his dribble to free space so he can take 35 footers and it's unbelievable and i think i think we'll continue to see kids that way like we've seen in the last, you know, basically seven years, you know, with the ushering in of, you know, analytics and basketball and wanting to get the three uh, shot up as much as possible. And then the Golden State Warriors kind of having that, you know, unbelievable run for five years where they were like one of the, you know, one of the, we talked about dynasties in the NBA. They were right up there with one of the top at dynasties of all time. Um you know, and, and him being the kind of signature piece of that. Right. So I, I don't, I think that there's going to, I think we're going to see a lot more of this unless the NBA manipulates the style of play a little bit and does some things to minimize the impact of three point shooting. Yeah. So you, you sent me that breakdown, which, which was insane. Like, right. so it's 
like uh it's it's basically like it doesn't even show up if it was not over like 500 shots right yeah it's just like it's it's pure perimeter shooting and pure like in like definitely close to the key yeah which probably like even if we had to see like i mean i would imagine if we had to see like rebounds it's probably like it'd be like less just like forward focused on like getting that actual shot up like it's it's not like a feed it's more of like a offensive rebound i would think right just like, yeah well everything is everything is key or three everything is get it in yeah, the, I mean, the lane do, or do, shoot a three like, do do you enjoy the game is the game fucked up uh no i mean the i don't think the game is fucked up i think the variations of style of play are a little watered down and is like maybe not watered down so not the right word but they're little like they're little similar now their their action and the plays and how they get there well that sucks right like wasn't it like it was i mean and also like talk about like your childhood growing up i think you watched the nba a little bit more than i did but like watching the bad boy pistons or whatever like mm-hmm. it was like these guys had like different styles like some would like do like outside shooting. Some would like come in the lane to like a dare you. Like some of like the Pistons were just like, oh, like we're gonna beat you up. We're gonna yeah. earn inside. Like, did we lose all that? Is it just like who has the highest three point percentage? Um, yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little bit to that. Although, I mean, it's not been you know we've seen the Rockets when Harden was there kind of falter a little bit. Um, you know, obviously talent still reigns supreme, um, but the three pointers, you know, are, are a killer. Like they're going to kill you. And if you've got good three point shooting, um, but it's, it's, it's a little bit of a mix of everything. Cause it's like, you've got to find ways to challenge the defense every time. And the three, the corner three is kind of the, that if you leave it wide open, you're dead. If you can't defend the corner three, you're, you're fucked. Um, so we see a lot of like, you know, uh, high screen and roll uh, plays. Like, for example, the team basketball is, is a lot greater than, and then, and the teams that are playing team basketball are more successful. Like in the mid nineties into early two thousands, you know, I, it was all ISO. It was clear out four guys on one side of the floor and let Allen Iverson take it to the rack. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that was, that was early two thousands, late nineties basketball. And it was boring and it stunk and everyone was doing that. Whereas today the team that led and had most isolation plays is the Washington wizards between Beal and uh, Westbrook. They ran more ISO plays than any team. They're an under 500 team. And yeah, they're exciting their pace of play is very fast, but all their offense really is just ISO of Beal and Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. So, so, but to your, but to your point is, is though, while we're all trying to get to the three, there's more team, like there's more plays. There's not like it, it, they don't look all the same. They're all running different plays. The object is to get a three-point shot, but how they do get there is is still there's enough variation where it's exciting. Plus, you still have unbelievable talents like Giannis, Antetokounmpo, yeah. LeBron James, all these guys. So we're not. It's not been like so reductive that the style of play has just been like that early uh, 2000s era where it's like just get an ISO score, clear out, and let ever you know let let iverson or tracy mcgrady or some of these guys go for 50 and then play deemed to de- you know the goal is to get to 90 and everyone else chip in for 40 yeah sure well i mean we'll post it on our instagram like just how that breaks down but it's like that's not i know you posted it for a reason that's not alarming to you like you feel like just yeah oh it is alarming for sure and i think it's the the nba has to be mindful of it you know, right now we're still at an era where there's enough versatile talent, you know, um, where skill sets are not that what, you know, you know, if LeBron just became, it'll be bad when guys with athletes like Giannis and LeBron strictly just try and gun threes and just go the, the hardened approach, you know what I mean? That's when, that's when we'll have a problem, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying the LeBron today and the Giannis today. I'm saying whoever that future all-world athlete is out there that can get to the rack, that can dunk on people. Those have, if if there's a shack out there physically imposing, 
but all he wants to do is rain threes. Yes, that'll be bad. And I think the NBA will look at it. We're not quite there yet, but to your point, we're a little on the precipice of that. Can, can it get to a point where it's going to be bad for the game? And I think Adam Silver and uh, you know, the other analytics people in the league need to pay attention to that. They do. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Then we'll jump into. I think we're gonna do inbox over. Like, uh, you hear about this? Okay. I do. I do. I do like. But we got some inbox here. But I want to say, like, where do you rank Steph Curry all time in players? So it's a great question. Um, two years ago, Bill Simmons uh, did his book of basketball 2.0 reboot. And if for those who don't know the book of basketball, this fucking juggernaut piece of work i read oh, you got it you got there i did i read it i read the original is it good is uh, it was very good it's just off yeah it's fine yeah it's uh but he he did a podcast with rosillo they talked all about steph curry and his legacy they ranked him now this is two years ago so this is um you know after the they lost to toronto and then you know the next year uh he broke his wrist or hand was out, played basically played five games. And then this season uh, here. So it doesn't kind of counter that he ranked him at 24th overall. And I think that's a little bit low um, when you look at it, but he also has a greater appreciation and fondness for um, like the, the old Old school players. Yeah. Yeah, The old timers. Yeah. Yeah. And we should, and we should like, and we should, I do. Yeah, I do. I do like, I do like bringing the energy of just like, these are like older players, but we should still like hats off. Yeah. And I think anyone that's sitting there is like, oh, well, he's top, he might be top five, not top 10. It's that's too much recency bias with Steph Curry. He's, he's unbelievable. He's obviously a hall of fame talent, but you know, you're, you're putting, like I said, the impact ahead of accomplishment. And there's a ton of accomplished players that are on this list. So I went down, I put my, 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 my top 10, I had Jordan, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic. I put LeBron at five. LeBron at five. Man, that's yeah. a podcast by itself. Yeah. Very, Bird, yeah. Bird six, Kobe seven, Wilt eight, Tim Duncan nine. I, you could probably or argue within that order sure. because you could, but everybody on there is multiple all NBA teams. I mean, Tim Duncan, five titles, 15 all NBA uh, uh, teams, two MVPs, three finals MVPs, 15 all defensive teams, rookie of the year, and 19 seasons. An unbelievable, like, didn't have a, you know, until his later years, like, didn't really fall off, but played 19 years. Here, let's take a look at Steph Curry just on his accomplishment. Three, three chips, two MVPs, six all NBA teams, two scoring titles, seven all stars, one steal title. Uh, title of the greatest shooter of all time. No finals MVP, which is an asterisk. He should have won that first year that Andre and Iguodala won. But um, it is what it is. So how do you put him ahead of Oscar Robertson, Shaq, Akeem Olajuwon, Moses Malone, Jerry West? Like, I put him in that 15 realm with, like, if he continues to do what he did this season, right? Average 32 points per game, shoot you know, uh, like, like do, you, do you think he's the greatest shooter of all time? He is the greatest shooter at this moment in time. He is the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. Which Unbelievable. Is, that's fucking insane. That's fucking insane. And I think, I think depending if the game goes this way and, and the emphasis on three point shooting, you know, cause he's going to, he'll pass if he plays, he will play next year. He'll pass Reggie Miller's, uh, or excuse me, Ray Allen's all time three pointers made next season sometime. Um, but if the game keeps going with this number of threes, we might see somebody come out of here that, you know, like a buddy healed who just averages 10, 11, three pointers a game, just get there faster. Cause we talked about that was an inbox, you know, yeah. that he got there faster than any like rookie starting. Like we might, we might have three point shooters that are just solely like specific in their three point shooter that they might eclipse Steph Curry. And then we won't talk about Steph Curry 30 years from now as like the greatest shooter of all time, because his stats will get muddied if we continue right. to. Yeah. You know, this is a great point, but I, I also like, you're right. Like, so we're in this weird transition, like phase with it, but we're not going to forget about Steph Curry. Right. I mean, oh, I don't think we can. I think people might under start to underrate his value. I think, I think if, if 
stats go the way that they're going with three point shooting and everyone starts to catch up and just the volume of three point shooting gets there, we will start to underappreciate how good of a shooter he was because the impact that we talked about those heat check moments, like last night, just watching that game, all we were talking about was just like, Holy shit. Like is Steph Curry going to like put this on his back and just rain threes and dribble drives and kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he comes off the screen and like dribbles twice and just like it's such a weird it's like a weird release like a flip. Yeah, like it's it's laser quick. Yeah, it's just like that's probably going in. Yeah, I mean that's what you like watching the shot. And that's and that's the thing is is that will get lost. Like that feeling, like we all know it. Like that that's the stuff that gets lost, and that's why like. That's why everyone, and that's why the book of basketball is such so good because it it remembers the old school guys that we don't watch, that we never heard about, and like that impact of how they played in the game. Like Bill Simmons went there and re- read it all, so I think that there is a little bit of appreciation for it. But to answer you, I have Steph somewhere in that fifth, but I don't know if he's going to have enough in the tank to get past like Duncan, Wilt, Kobe, Bird, those guys. I was just laying out the stat lines. For it yeah what what does he need for you to like like i mean does he need two more years of just like greatness like does it matter does he need like two more chips like what what gets him to like get your attention yeah uh if he wins the mvp this will this will move him up there three mvps is huge um you know another title you know with him being the lead guy will be huge clay coming back next year is going to be interesting to see clay's been off for two years um you know, I'm going to need to see him, you know, and it's going to be tough though. Cause I'm going to need to see him to be like 35 still putting up 30 and reigning threes. He's, he's, he's got two more years to do it. If he can continue to do it, but man, that's such a stacked list. It's like the thing that kills him is he lost like three years in his early in his career with, with injuries and ankle stuff and, they weren't sure about him. Yeah, but it's still like, like, how many more chips does this guy need to get? Like, I, I, I get he's not Jordan, but he should be like, what, like fourth and like, like to me, he's like fourth. Like, I, like, wait, he has two chips with Golden State. Is that right? Right. Uh, three, three, three titles. Chips, yeah. I mean, like, I, like, but, but I mean, five. Jordan has six. Bill Russell has 11. Kareem has six. Magic has five. Yeah, Le- LeBron has uh, four. Bird has but three. You definitely put you put LeBron even if Curry got another chip. You put LeBron above Curry for yes. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I mean, he's been he's been supremely dominant. I mean, um, you know, uh, in in year what is he? What is LeBron in? LeBron's like in year 17, 18? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's fucking up there. It was 2002, it's 2021. So you're 19, I think. You're 17. Close. Yeah. 2004. 16 all NBA teams, four time NBA champ, six time all defensive, rookie of the year, four finals MVP, four MVPs, uh, rookie of the year. I mean, four MB- MVPs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, fair. And that's also like if you're starting a squad, like, like you have pick one. Are you taking LeBron James or fucking like Steph Curry to run it back just this year? You're gonna take LeBron James. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's that. That's the thing is, is that we 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 can't isolate the impact of one skill that he has. And and I'm not saying he is without other skills. His his shooting is so good. It it, it speaks to how good of a shooter he is that we put him on you know, this mountain, but he's not an all defense player. He's not locking. He's not getting you a stop. Yeah. yeah he's he's, he's not blocking Andre Iguodala on the fast break to win against golden state when they won 73 games. He's not Michael Jordan coming up behind Carl Malone and stripping him the ball and then coming down and burying the shot on Byron Russell in the Utah finals. Like he's not getting that stop. Yeah. So like, it's like, is it, is it like, do we talk more about like, if Steph Curry happened like early 2000s, are we talking a little bit more about him? Like this, he, is he going to get just surrounded out by like Michael Jordan was the best, like LeBron James was second best, and we don't talk about Steph Curry, which will suck. But is that what's going to happen? 
Yeah, because I don't think he I don't think he's in that conversation. I think I think it's the cruelty of sports and the way that we look at it is is we feel the need to rank these guys. Um and it and it's and it's very easy to to stack these guys up. Um but yeah, I mean he's he's not he's very good, but he is not the fourth all-time best player in NBA history. Yeah. There's just, there's, it sucks. They're just, and it, and it should speak to the fact, it should speak to the fact that there's been so many unbelievable players. And if he had played at this level in his rookie sophomore year, his, his third year, and I get it. He, he, his, his ankles were shot and it's actually a testament to him, you know, to, to most guys to lose that that's the end of their career. So if anything, like it, it, he, it's amazing that he was able to come back from basically bad ankles and not, and everybody would worry if he's going to pan out and be a bust three years later to being this unbelievable yeah, player. Mean, yeah. He, he, I mean, he created like distance. He created, like, I can shoot from out here consistently. Like, this isn't a gimmick shot. Like I legit like shoot from five feet behind three point line. And like, that's my thing. And, and basketball, the basketball world became awake to the fact that that's actually not a bad shot and it's not a bad shot for Steph Curry. And in turn, we have Dame shooting from the fucking logo. All these guys are like, yeah, yeah, I can make this on a consistent basis. And our, our idea and understanding of the way basketball is played has been opened up. And that's in large part to Steph Curry and what he did at Davidson and everything like that. Yeah. So we, that's why his impact propels him into the top 10 potentially, you know what I mean? But at a certain point you have to level off and go, yes, yes, yes. We can talk about the impact, but we can't forget about the accomplishments of all these other players. Uh, you don't know, Bo. Uh, who do you think are the three best current pro athletes that could successfully cross over leaks? Mm. Um, this could be a variation on FL, NBA. Hey, don't tell us the rules. I, I, <laughs> I tell the rules. Like, we get it. Uh, any athletes right now that you're thinking that could cross over? Uh, I mean, obviously, we just also, talked about what, what does that mean to you also? Like, does it mean, like, this guy is just, like, super, like, athlete? Or does it mean, like, he's just, like, like God's touch? Like, he's just, like, gifted. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that. I think there's a little bit of God's touch to it. Like, the Bo Jackson, like, could just do right. everything and anything. Because yeah. um, Bo Jackson wasn't looking to, you know, put his foot on the wall and throw it to home plate on not a skip. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like oh you're born with that amazing you can throw a baseball like that that's yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's that's one of those things where it's like he doesn't even think about it, it he just does it and everyone's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> yeah this is this is weird by the yeah. way i mean i think obviously like we just talked about him uh not steph curry but lebron james i mean i think like that's your that's your leadoff guy he could do anything i mean it was like an all-world high school football player getting football offers and he barely played at St. Vincent St. Mary's. Um, and everyone jokes about like, Hey, I mean, he's, he's a fucking unbelievable sick athlete. Like, uh, you know, he could play football without a doubt. I, 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 do you see anybody like doubling up like with a Deion Sanders and Deion Sanders, I don't think it was a gimmick. I mean, I think no. he could. Hit. So he was just like on the fucking team. Like, do you ever see that again? Or is that over? Like just the guys doubling up. It's just like, hey, let me do this. I can do this. Yeah, I think I think we I think we do actually see that. I, I because there is um shoot, I can't remember the name of the book, Drink Everybody. There was a book that somebody came out with that basically talked about that, where it's like basically like young athletes are are focusing early and often on one single sport. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And but, but in a bad way, They're in a like, bad way, yes, in a bad way, right? right? And but in turn, that means that you know, kids aren't you know, we're not going to have a lot of athletes that are like, oh, I play baseball and football and basketball in high school, and like, oh, I've I've got like you know, Joe Mauer, uh, you know, is a was a baseball catcher, but was also like an unbelievable 
uh, quarterback coming out of high school and then offers to play. He ended up playing baseball. You know, Chris Wenke, Drew Henson, a lot of these guys, like we're not going to have a lot of those crossovers, you know, that have multiple offers to do things. Jalen Suggs, uh, speaking of Gonzaga, had a bunch of football offers. Uh, the guard from Gonzaga had a, you know, he's going to be a top flight draft pick, you know, probably the top five for sure. Uh, he had offers to play football, you know, so it's one of those things where, you know, I look at it and I'm trying to think of other sports where guys are, are unbelievable athletes. Um, I mean, you know, Randy Moss, I guess we we're talking current day athletes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, keep it current day. Where you can go back? Like, I no, I also like. I do want to interrupt you. Like, we will post this on our Instagram. I was reading. I think the name of the book is. It's not drive, but there it is one word thing where it's just like this coach was like he was in the soccer. I think he was in the soccer realm of like yes. coach, soccer kids, and they were just like, oh yeah, we'll just focus on soccer. And they're just like, no, that's not. And it kind of goes back to the Pat Mahomes, where it's just like. Yeah, like kind of like feeling all these sports, like just exercises the brain on like getting out in front of all of it, as opposed to just like I'm a soccer kid. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And and Pat Mahomes, that's a great, that's a great current day guy, a great baseball player, good basketball player. I'm sure he's got a whip, so he could probably play in the league if he wanted to as a pitcher. Like sure. I could definitely see him making the the, the pass at that trying to think of another like i was trying to think of a, a wide receiver or somebody like that that could do so many different things um like your athlete yeah a good athlete yeah i was trying to think of that or you know also like bring it bring it a little local like your girls like do they want to play soccer right now do they want to play like softball like what what are you thinking like as you coach them on like their endeavors like sports wise we just had this conversation nice. uh dr misses the commish was literally there's a whole bunch of camps and things like that to sign up and we we're literally going down like do you want to do softball or t-ball no and actually i was pitching to them with softball bats because they when they had their friend like, over do you, do you, you you so the the thing is like you asked them it's just like do you guys want to do this yeah and there was a lot of no's on sports <laughs> a lot of no's on sports there was a lot of yeses on like gymnastics, which I should say is a sport. I'm not trying to be yeah, little sports, but they, they were much into like dance, cheer, gymnastics, like a lot of, you know, not like team sports, but kind of like individual sports. But like 2.0 right now is she doesn't stop doing cartwheels. That's all she learned how to do a cartwheel. And now she's getting to the point where she's doing them really well, like better than average. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And like we were playing uh, t-ball in the backyard because their one friend is like is actually really good. I, she clearly she plays like softball and knew how to knew all the stances and things like that. Two point um, pretty good with the bat, Commissette. You know, pretty good as well too. Just picking it up because we we bought it for uh, Commish Junior to kind of play with. And he wanted to play. He loves playing with footballs and basketballs and things like that. So, um, but yes, they love they love dance and cheer. They're that's definitely their vibe. Nice. Hey, fucking get it on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure they'll play sports and, and later on, you know, when all their friends start playing sports too. All right. Um, who you got? Second email. Um, which tandem will end up with more championships? Brett Farman and Rogers or Dirk and Luca? Or is it a push? Ooh. Uh, so Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so that's what is that Rodgers it like Brett Favre Rogers has, has one. Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers has one. one. Wait, wait, so no, two. doesn't if Brett Favre have two? No, he he didn't get there. Like the I think I think Favre has one. Yeah, I think you're right. I now that I'm thinking about that. Uh and definitely yeah, he has one. Rodgers has one. Dirk Nowitzki has one. One, Luca has zero. Luca has zero. Okay, now that we're all clear. So, so the question is: Is Luca going to get two? The over/under on Luca is two. Interesting. Interesting. This is a tough question. Um, Luca in his third year. I'm trying to think off the top of my head here. In his third year, actually, they just beat today the Clippers as we talk about it. Um, you know, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen it stuff. He's only 21. You would like to think that he's going to get at least one chip underneath it. Is do, do the Mavs have it? Like where, what's the identity of the Mavericks right now? They have Christoph Porzingis, but aside from that, they it's all Luca. So like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the NBA. Like the, it's the hardest one to sneak in and grab a championship. It's, yeah. it's hard to grab a chip. It's hard to sneak in and be like, oh, everyone's like looking away in fucking 2021 and we got a chip. Right. It's hard. It's hard. And, and it's, and it's, and we don't see a lot of guys sticking around like, you know, uh, Favre, you know, or, or, or uh, Dirk Nowitzki sticking around with the Mavs. Like, I'm not entirely sure that, you know, Luca might leave if, if the Mavs don't go in the right direction that he wants them to. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm just saying we'll, we'll see this year how far they get, but this is a guy that, you know, they, let's see, playoffs. I'm trying to think, you know, um, two, only one playoff series last year, didn't make it out of it. So this is his second year in the playoffs, uh, both, you know, starting off against the Clippers last year, they lost four, two. This year, we'll see, you know, they won their first game. It'll be interesting to see. I'd say right now it's a push because I can't I, – I just can't forecast what the Mavs will do to surround him with talent. I don't know if Christoph Porzingis is going to be the guy to do it. And beside that, I don't know, like, what's the – what guy on that roster is going to make the leap, you know what I mean, to kind of yeah, give yeah, him yeah, assistance. Yeah, I think, the, I think the only question, like, bringing up, like, NBA rosters are just, like – Am I going to stick around or not? And the NBA seems like a very, like, setting the way and all the other guys, like, set an example of just, like, you can jump ship. So just be interesting to see, like, if there's a guy that sticks to the actual, like, we're going to play this out. We're going to see what happens, which which would be, be weird. It's still, it's still really... I, I think you and I agree also, like, in all the championships, like, NBA championships, like, they find the true champion. Like, you can't right. fake your way into winning an NBA championship. Yeah, yeah. You've got you, – you don't you, get lucky. You have to, Yeah, you have to do three, you know, seven-game series. You know, you're not yeah. – you're not, you're not bullshitting that way in there. Um, no, so I, I'd say it's a push just because it's, it's too hard to tell what the Mavericks – will surround him with and there's no there's no current players aside from Chris Ups Porzingis that's got the ability to to you know to make the jump or to be that second fiddle to Luca. I do do you like do you like Luca? I do like Luca. Yeah, I think he's an unbelievable. Like I think he's going to be like we'll be talking about Luca and you know in pod 500 like where do, where does he rank in the all-time you know pantheon of, of basketball like i definitely think he's going to be up there i definitely think he's going to have multiple mvps i just it's hard, it's too early to tell like what they're going to surround him with because you do that's the thing about the nba like any sport you need a second fiddle you need somebody steph curry needed clay and draymond jordan needed pippen lebron is you know had Dwayne wade um you know but also had kevin love and and some other guys he's always had some guy to to assist him anthony davis you know, there's, you need a second guy. Yeah. That's, that's pretty big. I just wonder if it's kind of like what we, cause you can't sneak your way into the NBA finals. So it's just like, is, is Luca going to be like, is it wrong time? Like, is it like, is, is LeBron too big for it right now? Or like, do we see like someone else that come up or, or is it time? His time to step up when LeBron retires in two years. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is, you know, the, the West is a slightly aging a little bit, right? LeBron is 35 or 36, 37. Uh, and, you know, Steph is 33. These are guys that are trending on the, you know, the back half of the careers. Lucas 21, you know what I mean? He's for all intents and purposes, your, your apex athletic, like, you know, ages are like 27, 28, 29. So he's got six years to get there. He's got six years to kind of gain experience. Jordan kind of hit it at that six, seven year mark. A lot of these guys come into their own later on. Same thing with LeBron. You know, they don't jump on it year three. So, you know, it's we'll see. I I I'm I mean, I think predicting a, a chip is is good for Luca. More than that, it, it would be you'd just be shooting in the wind. 
Okay, so your over under with Chip Luca is you would take the over on point five. Yeah, I take the over on point five, just because I feel like MVPs and players of this caliber typically end up getting, you know, there's you know the Allen Iversons, Charles Barkleys of their eras, you know, are, are one offs, right? Guys end up usually getting chips that are that good. Yep. Oh, all right. Uh, speaking of chips, oh, painful chips. Not really, but we'll do it. Raise the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. We're talking about like biggest pain? Biggest pain. You brought yes. this up. What are you doing? Your worst pains, yes. I had uh I had an I had an owie boo-boo the other day and nice. uh, yeah. made me think of it because I was doubled over. And I was like, we, we haven't talked about this. We haven't talked about like, hey, what fucking, what absolutely just hit, hurts you? Yeah, it's, it's showing, it's showing our like kind of our bulletproof vest. Like we're bringing it open. Like yeah. what, what hurts <laughs> MA? Like what is the, what's the score? What goes down? Um, yes. Yeah, so I'll lead it off. Sure. So. I don't know if you've, you've experienced, everyone's, every guy's experienced this and uh, our, our significant others or girls or wives or girlfriends, they love popping zits on your back and, and they can fucking hit like on the shoulder blade area, some of the most sensitive spots. And then they yell at you for being fucking whiny about it, (laughs) which I do not like, but it fucking hurts. That is a pain that just fucking gets me. That's it. Like, who brings it up? Is it like she scouts it? She's just like, oh, that looks fucked up. Let me pop it. Yes. Are you like, I got to get this off my fucking body? Like, I don't. Yeah. So here's the difference between wives and girlfriends, right? Girlfriends check you, peep you coming out of the shower, or like if you're going down to the pool, they spot you and they're like, hold on, hold up. I can't let you go look out with that. Or they're like, I didn't let me get my fingers on that. Why wives, you're like, hey babe, I think I've got a fucking fucking horn coming out of my back. Will you get this thing? You know what I mean? Like that's the difference between wives and girlfriends. Yeah, I, I, that's good. We're about to go super deep, and I want your take on this. Like, you've heard the term boil before. You know, <laughs> yes, I know what a boil is. Yes, boil is like super deep, right? And super fucked up. Yes, I know people in orbit have dealt with them. I haven't had a lot, but like I've had one and it's just like, it's like, that, like I've Googled things is like, and none of it makes sense. It's just like, oh, you're supposed to put like a heat rag like next to it and like drags it out, but it doesn't drag it out. Like it pops it. Like I, I can never get it to go to a head. I will, I mean, I will do my number three as like the most pain being a fucking like, um, it's gotta be like, Popping your own pimple on your arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those hurt too. Although those hurt too. They fucking pop. Yeah. I, I don't understand why zits hurt so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yes, it's super concentrated. Like they're just like, I know what I am. Like yeah. I'm right here. It's like, I get it. I and they hurt for days after. It's like, I didn't squeeze that much, but they'll hurt for you like bump it on something like, ah, fuck. Like, yeah, I mean, do you remember the wife's tale? Like, like you don't like if it's on your face, like you don't pop it because it's gonna be like a pockmark or something yes. or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Do you lean into that or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, no, I don't. I I definitely pop the zits on my face. I probably probably bad. I probably should have more pockmarks. I had terrible skin in high school, um, but you know, modern medicine cleared it all up. But I'm I'm forty, almost forty two. I still get zits and I have gray hair. It's like, what the fuck? Gorgeous skin. Gorgeous skin. Thank you, brother. It's like airline. That's what it's about. What's it about? What's the <laughs> well, what's number two? Uh, number two. Uh, getting the wind knocked out of you. Okay. So I had this on my list. It's my constellation. Oh, okay. Um, it, but you're, you're a little bit more of an athlete than I am, but it's, it's scary, right? Like you think you're going to die, but you're not actually going to die. Yes. And you know you're not going to die, but in the moment you're like, I'm going to die. You're going to die. It's the most helpless feeling you could possibly have because yeah. you cannot catch your breath. 
and you know it will pass but in that moment it's scary you obviously got like hurt in the moment too you know what i mean so you got you got tackled like in football i've you know been tackled i've fallen on the ball like on my you know like on my you know solar plex on my diaphragm and just had the wind knocked out of me yeah. and just like but, but you knew it was you knew it was wind at the time but you're still scared right yeah you're totally you're fucking frightened frightened because yeah. there's you don't know how long it's going to go on for and you're struggling <gasps> to get your breath and it's like you know I've, I've had coaches literally like roll me on my back and like grab my like belt loop on my football pants and like just pick my so like my knees are up my feet are underneath my knees and just kind of like pick my weight just trying to like open me up i'm just sitting there like he's like basically like i'm dangling there i'm just like <gasps> as, as he's like just breathe just calm down just relax and you're just like oh, fuck man yeah. plus you plus everyone's like watching you as you fucking can't get your breath it's the worst yeah did you ever go through like also, they retired like your bell rung. I yes. know that's like more concussion thing, but you can't say that anymore, right? But you you were around, you were playing football around the time when they could say that. We used to laugh and be like, oh, you got your bell rung. <laughs> oh, look at that. And now yeah. it's like, and now it'd be like, oh, you got concussed. What's up? <laughs> you have a concussion. Right. I remember, yeah. I remember on kickoff return. I don't know if, I don't think it was a concussion, but I had a pretty big impact with the kid. And I came up and I was just like, oh, what the fuck happened? It was literally was like one of those they talk about where it's just like the lights are out for a second. You know what I mean? Like it just goes blank. You're like, what's up? And then everyone that I'm coming to the sidelines like, hell yeah, man, you knocked the shit out of that kid. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm not really sure. And then you see it on like film, you watch it on film and you see guys get like their bell rung and come yeah. wobbly legged off the field. And everyone laughs. Everyone laughed. Everyone thought it was fucking hysterical. That's insane. Or kids, like kids are going like horizontal. Like when you yeah. watch, they're just fucking like, like arrows in the world. Oh my God. We had a guy who played, who was the wedge buster. He was, he was a big kid. Yeah. He just loved contact. It was his most favorite thing to do. He literally, we have him on tape, like literally like throwing his body, like, kicking his legs out and like throwing his whole entire body trying to like Superman snooker, like fly into the wedge. He just loved contact. He loved to get beat up. Like he just loved it. He was a fucking maniac. So, so the wedge was like for all intents and purposes, it was the kickoff return team was set up like what, three, four, five guys. And just kind of like set up, just like knock dudes down and then run through the wedge. Yes, the wedge buster, the wedge, the kickoff return. We're talking yeah, kickoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kickoff return. If you were on the wedge, you ran back toward the ball where the returner was, looked for other guys. You basically almost like held hands, yeah. so you guys were close together, and then you just run, kind of like trying to create alleyways and just be like, "All right, who's coming at me? I'm just slamming into people." Now I was on kickoff return team. But if I didn't, if we, we did two guys, I was on kickoff return, but I was one of the returners, but if the ball didn't go my way, that meant I was part of the wedge and I like moved up and started knocking people around. That was the worst. There was actually, there was nothing worse than when the ball was coming to you and I'm going to receive the kick and the time of like waiting for the ball to get there. And like, I have to watch this. I can't see what what's in front of me. I yeah. have to watch. There's no like, that was the most panicked I've ever been because I'm going to catch it. And then I have to process everything that's going wait, around me. Did you, did you return to football? Oh yeah. 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 I've, I return, okay. I return yeah. a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was just like, like you know, I, it was. I underestimated like catching a football in the fucking air is insane. Like, oh yeah. I think the most, un okay. So like NFL, I have two over, overestimated things. It's just like playing like, defensive back is fucking insane right like backpedaling and someone's catching a football and they know the play that's fucking nuts and then also like punt return like i'm grabbing this football out of the fucking sky while people are running down to like they just clock my ass it's that's fucking crazy yeah punt returner i i never did that punt returner because like, because you know that's all moving around you kickoff return I, at least i felt confident that i was like at least there's a couple guys trying to block for me 
that I know yeah. that are right directly in front of me. Right. Man, kickoff return. And that's where they, I think a lot of like high schools are going away from kickoffs and stuff like that because it is really dangerous. Like any of the big injury injuries that I remember from high school and middle school, a, oh, really? a, a lot of them came off like kickoff and like punt return. Right. What was your, what was your number two? Oh yeah. It was uh, food poisoning. Food poisoning is a, that's yes. stuffing. Yeah. yeah. Cause especially when you get the, you're talking like the gut pain from it, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm vomiting out and that's not enough. <laughs> right. Right. It's just like, I'm trying to get this out of my system. It's just like, Oh, it's still like, there was one, there's one time brother. Like I had, I was in New York, I think it was like two years ago and it, it never happened to me. Like I, I don't get like food poisoning a lot. Yeah. I think it was food poisoning, but it was like literally like I couldn't go to sleep. So I had to like watch movies all night. But also like I remember like not wanting to watch movies that I liked because I didn't want to poison those movies with how much I would poison. Because it would like lock my gut up and then like I would have to go like puke every like I don't it was like every 35 minutes. It was like yes. pretty on and it happened it just went all night and it happened like uh I think 12, 14 times. Yeah, there's there's no worse feeling when you're like, uh oh, like you know, like I'm gonna boot once, okay. Then you come back, you're like, nope, not again. Or you're like, oh, now I'm gonna have to shit. Okay, now I am in trouble. That's a, that's the worst feeling. That's like kind of like waiting for the the football and a kickoff return, where you're like, oh, I'm in for a long night right now. Yeah, you know, you yeah, it's exactly right. Like I remember laying on the floor, and it was like, even I respect myself. I was just like, all right, you do not have to go back to the bathroom, and I was just like, no, you do. Yeah. So my number one, that's awful. I do not like it. Uh, my number one, and I've done this twice now in the last two weeks. One on we have benches on our on our dining room table, and I clunked, like I literally like was bending down to get something like with my knees and I'm bending down from my back, you know, bending down at the knees and I clunked my knee onto the corner of something and doubled over and literally like the most agony I could possibly imagine. And then a week later I did it, hit it basically in the same spot when I was trying to get a car seat out of the car and like clunked it on the hard steel, like basically like the rim of the door where the door kind of like seals up, hit it right on that little bend right there and just literally had to lay down in the seat and just <laughs> suck wind while I couldn't you know, like, like borderline tears coming out of your eyes. You get the hot sweat of like, Oh my God, I fucked my knee up. You know what I mean? Like you go through all those moments uh, so whenever any ever I bang like the top of my kneecap on something, it fucking hurts so much. Let's we're calling spade for spade. Like, what's the worst pain in the world? And it's just like you cannot. And we hear like wives' tales about just like oh Steven Seagal like had bats broken over his fucking shin. Like, right. Shin is the absolute. It's just it's just fucking worse. Yeah. It's a game changer. Like I'll, I'll never be like oh yeah like my shin's fine like it's just <laughs> it's such a sensitive fucking spot like right. it's hit it's just like it's overspell like however it happened it's just like i'm buckling down it's done yeah if you ever get clunked with like a golf club in the shin or something yeah. like that it's fucking yeah, yeah. murder I, my story is never like oh yeah i have great shins like that's not it it's just like i'm i'm fucking double over in pain that's that oh my god well that that UFC fighter, I forgot, drink everybody because I forgot his name, who fucking broke his shin kicking somebody. Oh, that was horrific. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. He did the kick and he stepped back on his leg that wasn't working <laughs> as he remembered. Wasn't? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. That's, that's number one. That, that, that's, that's painful. That's how it boo boos. Uh, all right. Brother, we got time for the brand of the gambling corner. We do not. I have been. We, I think we don't even have time for date night. Guys, this has been MAB Sports Podcast, episode 160. Where are we at? 69, baby. 169, baby. I am Brandana. You guys have been following most awesome and I through this podcast. What a journey. Uh, MVP of the week. So you got? I'm going to give it, uh, I'll give mine to 
Steph Curry got knocked out by the Grizzlies. Uh, she's a mouthpiece all fucked up, but we talked <laughs> about, like, I, it's gotta be, it's gotta be like top 20 players of all time for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm going to go with John Morant played a great game in that Grizzlies game. I did have him down there. Um, I had the Grizzlies in our big super pool bet as well too. you and I, uh, Brandana. So <laughs> I was, I was enjoying that. So I'm going to give John Morant going for 35 on there. The, the young, the young buck knocking off the old guard. No, get down. Um, thanks, brother, for guiding me through this podcast. Remember of course, time, brother. Like, we were on emails. You're like, we're not on emails anymore. And there's that. There's this. <laughs> <laughs> I am Brandon. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Audience, if you've been listening, uh, I've killed Brandana and taken all of the bank heist money. I win <laughs> 200K. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.